Hello, everyone, and welcome or welcome back to The Thick Witch, a podcast by myself, Victoria Shaz. I wanted to do the thing that all of you have been asking me all the time that I always feel like I don't have a long enough time to answer on platforms like Instagram or TikTok because it's so nuanced and so much more complex and it can't be answered in like 15 to 60 seconds. And that is, how do you become more confident in yourself? Hey, Victoria, how did you become more confident in who you are? Hey, Victoria, talk to us about your confidence journey. So that is what we are going to do today. I'm gonna to talk a little bit about my personal confidence journey, and then the things that I did to help myself become the confident version of myself that I am aujourd'hui. So let's just get it started with my personal confidence journey. Um, a lot of you, if you've seen me online, you know that I have a very big lower half. The fact of the matter is um, I have a very large lower half. I have my whole life. Um, when I hit puberty, I was 12 years old. It was <laughs> the mid 2000s and I immediately got hips like right away. And because of the time it was in the world, um, I also immediately got insecure about it because um, it was the era of Paris Hilton and, you know, all of these very, very, it was the, it was the era of the very, very slim, slim, slim celebrity. So we were coming off of the nineties where it was all about being super slim. And then we were in the two thousands where it was also all about being super slim. And the only kind of big that was allowed was having big boobs. And so I hit puberty and <laughs> immediately got big hips and like no boobs. And I was like, good. I'm not, I'm not a good enough, I'm not a good enough woman. I'm not a good enough girl, right? And so that like, and I had always been like, like, like immediately, like from then on, I've been curvy. And so I was deeply insecure in myself because all of the movies that I saw, the, the only people that, you know, even remotely had curves like me were always called the fat friend, which was they weren't even fat and not that fat is a bad thing either. I want to make that clear. Like, but that's part of this journey. So all of these people were called the fat friend and they, it was always seen as a negative thing. And so I inherently saw myself as negative and then I would like read magazines like J14. And of course, like, it would be like, if you have a pear shape, these are the kinds of pants you should wear. And there was all of this rhetoric about like, you can't wear whatever you want because of your body shape. And I really internalized that because it was all I was seeing. There was no body positivity. It was literally just the TV in front of you and the magazines you read that your parents bought you that, you know, if you were growing up in that time, it was like J14, 17 and Teen Vogue. And like, they were all terrible for body image and they didn't care because that was part of how the culture was. And so I disliked myself. I didn't think my body was right. And so from a very young age, I thought I needed to lose weight. And so I was like always like overworking out. I was always dieting when I was in high school in my mid teens. And this was not because of like the household that I was brought up in because I was actually brought up in like a very like body positive household where like, like food was about nutrients and you know, like 
my mom would like my mom would be like yeah i don't cook like i don't buy low fat things because your body needs fat in order to live right and so my lack of confidence didn't come from the household that i lived in it came from what i was consuming outside of the household as like a like a sponge of a youth right and so i started dieting when i was in high school and i there was one summer and i got very obsessed with exercise um there was a stationary bike at my home and i just distinctly remember like working out for like like i wouldn't get off the bike until i burned a, a, an x amount of calories and i'm not even gonna get into numbers because i don't want to trigger anyone it was not possible like it was not healthy and it was not sustainable and i wasn't eating and very quickly into that my family caught i caught on like like my parents clocked it and they sat me down and they were i don't even really remember the conversation because that whole summer is a blur but i know that they sat me down and they were basically like this is not healthy this is not sustainable this is not good and that was kind of like the first twig of like okay maybe i'm doing something wrong but it didn't really teach me how to love myself. And so I kept like having this tumultuous relationship with my body where like I would look in the mirror and not like anything about it. And so I was constantly changing my hair and I was constantly trying to like impress other people. I was always like covering my stomach and like shrinking myself to be smaller than I was. And I was just deeply insecure. Then I got into university. Now, so this continued for like years and years and years, year like, and anybody who struggled with their body can attest to this but I got into university and I <laughs> I lost a couple of my best friends from high school we all went to the same university and they decided that they didn't want to be my friend anymore at age 17 and that was hard for me at age 17 because I really just wanted everyone to like me honestly I still want everyone to like me but that's a whole other thing that's another conversation for another day so I kind of like had to figure out who I was and I still had a few friends, but like these were two of my closest friends and the third of my closest friends is actually like still one of my best friends, which I love. Um, but basically I had to make new friends and so I made new friends and I started becoming the person that I had always wanted to be. I was studying something that I was really excited about and I had always looked forward to university and so I became very confident. I had always been very, that was the only thing I was confident in, my intelligence. I had always been a very smart kid and so I had always been confident in my intelligence and university helped me you know, it was basically like my internal proof that I was smart. And so I felt good when I was in university. And then I took a feminism course in my first year of university. And I started unpacking beauty standards. And at this point, I was 18. So I turned 18 halfway through my first year of university because I have a late birthday. Um, and so I immediately started like consuming everything. There was this a documentary at the time called Misrepresentation and I watched that documentary and I was like I'm never reading another magazine again because by that time I had gotten really into women's health and I was like I was like doing the workouts I was like also a lifeguard so I was working out a ton and I still didn't feel good about my body and so I watched this documentary and I was like oh my god society wants us to hate ourselves <laughs> 
what? It was like this revolutionary concept to me. It was like something I had never even considered. I had just looked at the things that were being presented to me and I assumed that that was just how it was, right? I was supposed to hate myself because I didn't look like celebrities, right? Little did I know, that's what <laughs> the health and beauty industry want from us. But that's also patriarchy, health and beauty industry is a conversation, a whole other conversation for a whole other time as well. <coughs> Sorry, the encoding overloaded for a second there. So if it got a little choppy, don't mind. Um, so I started really like criticizing the media that I was consuming. And so I stopped reading those magazines and I started buying feminist magazines like Bitch and Bust and, and all of these feminist magazines. And so when I was in my late teens, I started having those conversations. But I'll be honest, I still hated my body. Like those conversations weren't helping me. And because I was getting older, I was also getting bigger because you just, you believe it or not, when you get older, you gain weight. I know it's shocking. And so I was constantly fighting that. And then um, I went on another diet. I lost a bunch of weight. And then I started following Ashley Graham. And this was like a few years later. So by this point, I had graduated university and I had started a new job and I had gone to a different school for a different program. And then I had started my career and I had had this like weird relationship with my body where like I didn't like it, but I also was trying to heal the relationship with it and it wasn't really working, but it was better than it used to be. And so it felt good, <laughs> but I went on this diet. I felt really good because I had lost a bunch of weight and I could see my collarbones and it's not where my body's happiest. Like I had to force myself to lose this weight. And every single time that I stopped counting my calories, I would gain weight back because my body wasn't happiest at that weight. So I started following Ashley Graham. One of her videos showed up on my Facebook <laughs> and she was talking about her thunder thighs. And it was the first time I had ever seen someone talk positively about thunder thighs. And I was like, oh my God wait, my thighs are good? The fact that they're thick is good? And I realized that I could, instead of trying to get smaller, I could get stronger. And that's when things really started to change for me. So I followed Ashley Graham and then I started following all of the recommended people. Like just every single recommended person, every body positive recommended person that Instagram said I should follow, I followed. And so I just started following them and they were talking about, you know, like intuitive eating and not dieting and loving your body just as it is. And I was like, I'm not dieting ever again. It's not happening. I am going to work out, but I'm going to work out to get stronger. And that's how I healed my relationship with fitness because fitness had always been like, like before I started dieting. When I was a lifeguard, fitness was very utilitarian. I was teaching swimming lessons. I was making sure I was fit to be able to save lives. And then I stopped doing that. And I went back to the more negative way of doing fitness. And this really healed that for me because it was like, this is a way that I can be strong, like, like strong. 
so I started weightlifting. This was years and years and years ago now. And so I kept like, like I completely curated all of my social media feeds. I removed all of the fitness influencers that I followed that weren't body positive. And I just started consuming a bunch of intuitive eating content, body positive content, accounts like Body Posi Panda. And I'm trying to think of like ones that really influenced me at the time, but like, Ashley Graham and Body Posse Panda really stick out to me as like ones that I deeply, deeply remember. And it took a year or two, but then I was like, I am the highest weight I've ever been. And I'm the happiest I've ever been because I am embracing myself for who I am and I'm letting my body find its true shape. And those first two years were the first years that I had never weighed myself. I stopped stepping on the scale. I stopped like, like it was purely based on how my body felt. And it meant that I gained weight. And when I gained weight, I, I didn't hate myself. Because I was like, I was like surrounding myself with this self-love body positive rhetoric. Now it wasn't that easy, right? Like when you give the quick rundown of like, and then a couple of years later, I loved myself. It makes it seem like just looking on social media was how I managed to learn to love myself. And that's not the case. There were a lot of steps that I took in my personal life influenced by people that I saw online that helped me learn to love myself. And then once I loved myself, once I once I could look at my body in like a much more neutral way or even in a loving way was when I became really confident. And so here I'm going to just really quickly go through the tools that I used and that I still do on bad body image days because I have those too. I'm going to go through the tools that I use that helped me like I I firmly believe that a huge tool is surrounding yourself with things on like social media permeates what we are doing in the world right now. It completely permeates everything. And so I think it is exceptionally important to make sure that your social media feeds are curated to have various types of bodies, not just bodies that look like yours, but bodies that don't look like yours, people that don't look like you, that you can see as beautiful because it'll help you see everybody as beautiful and you won't look at other people and be like, ah, they need to fix that or this or that. You'll just be able to be like, wow, that person is beautiful just like I'm beautiful even though we're different. I do firmly believe that that's the number one tool and it's probably the easiest thing you can do and it's the most passive thing you can do, but it also becomes one of the most active things you can do because if you just follow various different types of bodies, people that talk about loving themselves, you're going to consume that passively as you scroll through social media. It's going to help. Like at the end of the day, it's going to help surrounding yourself with that rather than like diet rhetoric or like lose this weight to do this. Like it's going to help. But here's what else you can do. I'm a firm believer in the fake it till you make it principle. And people have talked about this and they're like, it doesn't actually work. Bullshit. It absolutely works. Um, I used to not, I, I wasn't, I wasn't confident, like, and I didn't think I was charming and I didn't think I was charismatic. And then one day I was like, I don't think I'm charismatic, but like nobody else knows that. Nobody else knows that I'm not confident. And so I'm just going to walk around like I'm confident. I'm going to act 
like I'm confident. I'm going to pretend that I am confident in the way I look or that I'm loving everything about my body today. So nobody knows that I'm not actually that confident. And then the more I faked it, the less I faked it. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) But the more I faked it, the less it became fake, right? So at first it was like, I really had to try to fake it on being confident. And then like two weeks later, it was like way easier to fake it being confident. And then like two weeks after that, it was like, am I even really faking it? It it was more than two weeks. I'm, I'm very much abbreviating the timeline, but like, it was like, am I faking it? No, I'm not faking it because your brain believes what you tell it. And so if if you look in the mirror every day and you're like, I am confident and I know it and I am beautiful and I know it, right? Maybe you you have to fake it for the first little while because you've been telling your brain for years and years and years on end that you aren't good enough. But eventually what your brain is going to remember is the fact that you tell yourself that every single day. And then your brain's gonna be like, well, yeah, That's what we've been telling ourselves. It's obviously true, right? And so the fake it till you make it principle is this like actually exceptionally good thing that works deeply well and worked deeply well for me. So if you're struggling with figuring out how to be confident, literally just fake it, just fake it. And and (laughs) it literally, like I promise you, if you give it enough time, you won't be faking it for forever. I also firmly believe when you are first learning how to love yourself in mantras. I I stole the Ashley Graham one, <laughs> to be totally honest, which was I am bold, I am brilliant, I am beautiful because I liked it because it didn't just focus on my physical form. And so because at the time, like I, I thought I was very smart. I was a very sharp cookie, like sharpest tool in the box, very intelligent, and I was proud of how smart. And that was like the thing I was proud of, right? And so having something like the brilliant part of that, right, which was something I already believed, helped me utilize that mantra to learn to believe the other things. If it had just been, I love my body and I love this and I love that, I would have done it. But I don't know if it would have worked as well for me as the I am bold, I am brilliant, I am beautiful, because I already believed the middle one about myself, right? And so I was I was just trying to convince myself to believe in the other parts. And so I do believe in mantras. I do believe in telling yourself a mantra when you are feeling insecure. And when I am having bad body image days, I still remind myself that I am bold, I am brilliant, I am beautiful, I Love that mantra. And you don't have to take that mantra, but find one in my experience that has an element of something you love about yourself already. It makes it so much easier to just become a part of your life. If you're like convincing yourself of something that you already believe in and that you already believe about yourself, it's going to make it easier for your brain to understand and believe the other parts that you aren't sure about. This lip mask and lip balm have been in this camera frame the whole time. Huh. If you're listening to the podcast, you have no idea, but my Laneige sleeping mask, which is my emotional support lip balm, um, and has been for years as a complete aside, I love this stuff. It looks like lip gloss. 
If I don't wear it, my lips get chapped. I actually think it's like, you know, when you're, when you have nasal spray and you use nasal spray too much, I don't know if anybody else has experienced this. I have like chronic allergies and congestion. And there was like this stretch of time where I used like over the counter nasal spray every day for like three years. And then I found out it's addicting to your nose. And so I stopped using it and I had reactionary congestion for like four months, which was like my standard congestion multiplied by 10. Anyways, I wonder if the same thing has happened with my lips now with the Laneige lip sleeping mask. Is that how they get everybody to continue buying it because their lips become so reliant on the moisture? Anyways, we were talking about mantras. Um, grab, like get a mantra that is something related to something you already firmly believe about yourself and it will make it so much easier. Then, I, I believe, I really, really believe in complimenting yourself. So um, every time, and I, I, I do this to this day, on, on all days, but also on bad body image days. If I say something bad about myself in my head, I force myself to be like, you wouldn't want to speak to a friend like that. You would get mad if someone was speaking to a loved one or a friend like that. You do not get to talk to yourself like that. Say something positive about that part of your body. Because you are your home. Your body is your home. You've got to treat it like it's your best friend. You got to treat it like it's your partner. You got to treat it like it's someone you love. And you wouldn't want someone saying something bad about someone you love, right? You just wouldn't. Defend yourself. Defend yourself from your own brain and force yourself to think of positive things about yourself because at the end of the day, you've got to hype yourself up because other people will, but not as much as you. And you're in your own head. And the more you hype yourself up, the more you're going to believe it when other people say it. And speaking of other people saying it, compliment other people. It's one of my favorite things. I love complimenting other people. That was like my thing. There was like one store that I worked at and I loved complimenting people when they came into the store. But like, not like a, not like a shitty compliment just to compliment them, like a real compliment of something that I noticed that I really liked about them, whether it was their hair or their bag or a pin or something. And every single time their face lit up like a Christmas tree like a Christmas tree. The way people, re first of all, I don't think we all compliment each other like genuinely enough, but that's a whole other thing. I wanna do a whole episode on like how I don't think we give each other enough love in this world, but that's neither here nor there. We will discuss that, but complimenting people, first of all, it makes you feel nice. Like when you see someone's face light up because of something you said to them that was genuine, it's like, wow, I made that person's day better. I'm, I made their day better just by telling them something I think about the way they look or something that they have on their body or their outfit or something. And it made me feel better. Like when I started complimenting people, I was like, wow, I can do like really good things. Isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful? I wonder if other people think that about myself. And then it's like, when I started complimenting other women, it's like other women saw that energy in me and started complimenting me more. And it's just this wonderful cycle. And it's all energy. It's just all based on the energy you put out in the world. If you are closed off and insecure, then people are going to see that and that's okay. You know, that's part of it. That's part of life. But if you open yourself up and compliment other people, 
it's going to happen to you too. You're going to see that other people find you beautiful as well. And it's important to have internal validation, but it's also important to have external validation sometimes. You know, it's nice to know that other people think you're beautiful, whether it's inside, outside, both. So I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I am just me. Just me who does self-love content because she didn't love herself and now does. And so those are the things that I did. Those are the tools that I used and still do use to this day to learn to love myself. And it was a long process and it took a long time. And honestly, as I got older, it got easier. So that is the final thing that I'm going to leave you with. When you're young, it's normal to be insecure. Okay, I turned 30 this year, okay? I'm not old, this is not old, but it's older than I was. And I remember that everything made me so deeply insecure when I was younger, like so, so deeply insecure. And now those same things, I'm like, wow, that wouldn't even affect me now because I'm older and I'm wiser and I've lived more life and I've had more experiences. And that's normal. So if all of these things aren't working as fast as you want them to, just keep working at it and you'll keep getting older and it'll keep getting easier. But faking it until you make it, complimenting yourself and others, and having a mantra are like real things that absolutely helped me. And I'm gonna stop rambling because I didn't expect this to be almost 30 minutes, but here we are. I wanted to say thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Thick Witch. By myself, Victoria Shaz. Um, if there's any topics you want me to discuss, feel free to message me on Instagram, TikTok. I don't think you can message me on TikTok, but there's an ask button on TikTok and I am looking through that frequently that I never used to. Or on Twitter or send me an email, any of the above. Just give me a shout. Let me know what you would like me to discuss. I'm happy to just have long form conversations about this kind of stuff. And all of it's just from me. I'm not a professional. I'll tell you if I'm a professional in something. Like if you want me to talk about marketing, I'm actually a marketing professional. So I can I can actually like talk about that. But about this kind of stuff, it's just my experience and it's how I've lived and it's how, and it's what you all wanted to know. You wanted to know how I did it. And so um, I just wanted to say thank you for supporting me and for caring about what I have to say about things because I never thought that y'all would just like, a bunch of people would just care about what I have to say about things. I hope you all have a wonderful day and, uh, or a wonderful morning, noon, night, evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are. And I will see you in the next episode. I hope you learn to love yourself because you deserve it. Okay, bye.